Welcome to Is Made a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone I would share my golden sponge cake with. Josh Hemo. I don't know if you saw, because our listeners don't see us, but I don't know if you saw how I did that head turn there, because I was I don't expect anything <laughs> ever nice ever. So that was that was nice. I was like yeah. caught me off guard. Usually there's the a lot ones. of mean <laughs> things. There's a lot of mean things in this episode, but I decided to to be nice. Nice. Come around. It really took me off guard. Was, I'm, my whole flow is going to be off now. <laughs> Got to keep you guessing. <laughs> so if you're guessing what podcast you're listening to. Uh, how do you oh, like I really hope this that you're our... not guessing what podcast you're listening to. <laughs> I don't know how you found your way here. Yeah. But this is our podcast where we watch a Spongebob episode and we get to learn little life lessons from our aquatic friends. And just like every week, we're going to provide some donation links for you in case you're feeling generous and want to help out. Those around you in the world. Uh, Josh went first last week, so I think I'm going to take the lead this time around. Um, I was having a hard time finding a link for this week, but I did find an Instagram a while back that I want to share with everyone because on this Instagram, they basically post people who need mutual aid immediately. So Venmos, things like that. Um, I know every now and then I give Venmos, but they're usually for longer term things. This is great because all these people need help immediately. And I was like, if I give you one person, that person might already be done with what they need or have moved on to, to bigger and better things. So uh, the app for this Instagram is open your purse. But instead of your, it's YR. So open your purse. And there they have a bunch of Instagram posts for people who need immediate uh, help and because they're houseless, because of COVID, any other situation. And then they also have links in their bio to other people, other Instagrams that do the same thing. So yeah. Uh, nice. What do you have, Josh? That was, that was good. I like that because it's Thanks. different than what we normally do. But those are, that's actually probably better in the long run, like you said, just for people to find yeah, stuff. Yeah, the future, future. Yeah, future. Um, so uh, this week I got the uh, Equality Arizona's um, LGBTQ Arizona COVID-19 Relief Fund. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it is. basically it's just uh this organization's relief fund and it's meant to go specifically for people um either on like the frontline healthcare workers or like those vulnerable in the community because oftentimes you know the lgbtq community is one of the uh some of the people in our community that need most help so uh especially in arizona i feel like arizona is getting a little better this election time around was a lot more blue so it's getting a lot nicer there but before you know they're still taking strides so this definitely a way to help out um people in our community there so if you're looking to help out with that especially for covid reasons uh go ahead and check them out yeah it's because they legalized the weed there everyone's starting to mellow the fuck out yeah finally <laughs> maybe they'll do it here in new york eventually i never would have dreamed that the day that arizona became legal before new york but here we are in this we weird are, man. parallel universe that we live in <laughs> All right, so this week we are watching Season 5, Episode 15, The Inmates of Summer, and To Save a Squirrel. Act 1. So in this act, we join SpongeBob as he's about to leave for camp at Sunfun Island. And right before he leaves, Patrick shows up to wish him goodbye. And they have this huge cry fest because they're being overdramatic, because SpongeBob and Patrick are leaving, and they can't be without each other. And while they're crying, another boat pulls up, and it's 
for a prison, basically. Um, and this boat takes them to Inferno Island, which is like a Guantanamo Bay of Bikini Bottom, apparently. <laughs> um, so SpongeBob and Patrick obviously annoy the crap out of everyone there, specifically the warden, and shenanigans ensue. So I want to ask you, Josh, mm-hmm. would you rather go to Sunfun Island or Inferno <laughs> Island? Oh man, this is a this is a tough choice. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. Probably sound fun. I think I'm just gonna go with the safe answer here. Go to sound fun. I don't know if I would do pretty well on the Inferno Island, but you know, to be honest, Inferno Island didn't seem that bad. It seemed bad for SpongeBob and Patrick just because they were being like goof offs and whatever. But I I didn't see that much. Like it's just like you're just prison, right? Yeah, it didn't seem like uh, there was much uh, inmate-to-inmate violence. Uh, the shackles were probably a little annoying. Um, one thing I've always wanted to try, and not because I wanted to go to prison or anything, but the whole pickaxe with the rock thing. Yeah. I've always just wanted to try that. Like I've held <laughs> a pickaxe before, but I live in Arizona, so like I was at my grandma's house, and we like hit the pickaxe like on dirt. Yeah. Which like in the movies, it's always like, you're going to get these rocks and break them into smaller rocks. Um, which you've seen in SpongeBob before. We've seen a prison multiple times when uh, Mrs. Breaking... Buff gets arrested. Yeah. And it's weird that in this continuum, um, this would kind of like put this before that because they have no idea they're in prison. Yeah. And I, I guess, is it is it because they're so oblivious, I guess, the entire time that they had ended up on this wrong island? Or is it that they had not been to prison yet? And that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, it, it's this episode felt weird to me as just like a whole because it just the canon of it, not even the canon, just like the vibe of it, too, is just kind of off for some reason. And I can not put my finger on it. But I was saying that even SpongeBob, when he was drawn, he looks younger. Yeah. Like they drew him intentionally younger and not like he has a youthful look, but like he looks a little bit more like a baby. Yeah. 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 And maybe that's because of the Boy Scout situation, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. I was thinking it was the outfit, but like literally just his face. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. But like the Boy Scout thing, what is that? Is it like a summer camp outfit? Is he part of like a Boy Scout troop that (laughs) he goes off with? Yeah, like he's like twenty three a- years old, but is somehow still a Boy Scout. Yeah, but like not a mentor Boy Scout, like an Eagle Scout an actual- or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just like a Cub Scout. <laughs> um, how do you feel? There's a couple small songs in this episode. Yeah, uh, like in this act, and it's the nice like surprise of both of them is like, well, the first one it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and then the second one with the whole musical act at like basically the end of the act, it was kind of enjoyable both of them were like catchy little like sun fun island is so fun i like sun fun i really like the sun fun song the sun fun song is a lot of fun and like i did also like the uh like the working together teamwork prison song that they came up with (laughs) yeah but that was so like it just felt really musical theater to me in which i'm like that's the purpose of it but not a huge like (laughs) musical theory so i was like i'm leaning less towards that one being that great compared to the sun fun song Josh has very high standards for musical theater, and I don't, I don't think SpongeBob met them. <laughs> nah, he dropped the ball on that. <laughs> um, one thing that I was inspired by this was on the boat for Camp Sun Fun Island. Yeah, it says Camp Sun Fun or bust, <laughs> and I don't understand or bust. 
like I get it, like I understand the meaning. Yeah. But where did that come from? And I googled it, and a lot of people don't know. Some people are like, "Oh, when you like, like lose a lot of money and go bankrupt, that means like you bust." You bust, yeah. Um, other people are like, "It it's about the gold rush," and then of course you go to like the bust like definition, and there isn't really like a the bank one wasn't here. At least the definitions I read, like some of them are like sculpture of a head, uh, the chest of a woman, to break apart, to separate, to go to pieces, all this other stuff. Um, That's weird. Because I've definitely heard the bank one before. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't, I don't know why. It's just one of those like weird sayings that developed out of nowhere. Yeah. But I, I have heard it a lot. It's just like, you see it in movies too. They're like Vegas or bust or stuff like that. And you're just like, I don't. I don't understand it. Like, what if you want to bust? Yeah, I mean, well, or maybe what is even the, the consequence? I guess, like, if they didn't make it to Sun Fund, what are they losing? What's happening? Like, that's what I want to know. It's like, what is the bust? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I've always wondered about that saying, so I just wanted to look it up. And yeah, I guess it does relate to like banking and stuff like that. But most of the time, when you see that saying, it's like people are already at the the bottom. They're like hitchhiking or stuff like that. That is like the shtick yeah i'm like what else can you you can't go worse from there right if you're hitchhiking <laughs> if you're hitchhiking like you're either like dead or something i guess that's the bus maybe part. that's the bust yeah <laughs> um man how do you feel about this warden so i could have sworn that the warden was that colonel guy that was the teacher in last season for the uh the design dre- is almost identical yeah and I had to look it up just to make sure. I was like, I, I'm not crazy, right? But it's, I guess he's a different color. His name's different. And his accent's different. But the, God, the the outfit is exactly the same, right? Yeah, but I think the other guy, uh, he's a shark, right? I think the first Oh, guy, yeah, he was a shark, yeah. This guy's like a weird fish thing. But fun yeah. fact about this guy, um, the voice might sound familiar. And if you pay attention to the very opening credits, it's like, guest role, Arlie uh, Emery, which is if you're i don't know what is our market audience for this uh if you are a kubrick fan i'll say it that way <laughs> uh, there's a film called full metal jacket and the uh. drill sergeant and he's a very classic drill sergeant so if you ever like see like a commercial where there's a drill sergeant it's usually this guy and fun fact he used to actually be a drill sergeant and he plays the voice of student interesting Good for him for finding a role in his life that he can tra- like go between films in real life. Yeah, you sent me so... a TikTok recently about a senator who does that same thing where he literally is like a senator in real life, but plays a senator or like big roles in all the Batman films. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's incredible that you can just like bridge every gap like that. It's like when people say you write what you know, you like yeah. act what you know. But like that's always like a fun fact when you see things for like full metal jacket or whatever. So it's it's usually like, well, this guy actually used to be a drill sergeant, and he's a drill sergeant in this movie, and but this one is like within another layer. It's like he's a drill sergeant within a drill sergeant within a warden of a movie. Crazy inception. <laughs> exactly. But I was really disappointed with him. I was like, how do you not notice that one? This obviously is not a hardened criminal, and two, he's not even in shackles when he gets on the boat. What kind of ship are you running? where you're transporting prisoners and a prisoner can give you all their stuff, throw a quarter at you, and then they get on and off the boat with no 
like restraints. I was really disappointed yeah. in uh, his wardenship. <laughs> exactly. And that's, I guess that's maybe it was a weird vibe of this episode. I was just like, there's no, it's all kind of like all craziness. All right. He just gets on this like prison boat out of nowhere. He spent like 15 minutes crying with his, like with Patrick and all this, like the whole, the setup was just kind of weird to me. So um, maybe, maybe it's my leftist attitude, but yeah. like watching people in prison just doesn't seem fun anymore. Like, I'm like, okay, they're going to solitary confinement and now they're being tortured and now they're unable to move and now they have to do hard labor and we're exploiting them for their labor. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just doesn't age well with me personally. I think but, like the trope's just overdone, you know? Yeah. And, and, didn't, and again, I don't think it did anything for the story. Like there is no, it didn't help anything. I guess it was funny the way that SpongeBob and Patrick like got out of some of the predicaments, like especially the like, solitary confinement where they like yeah. ate all the chum, which the chum itself was kind of just weird in general because there was like a, an eye inside of it and a boot. So I was like, what is this chum made out of? Is it actual like things that are ground up? Because that's that's what chum is, right? And it's we've like, talked about it before. Like, what is plankton serving at the chum bucket? Is it like actual ground up fish? Like yeah. this would assume that it is yeah. ground up fish because there's literally an eyeball in there. But uh, I had a question for you was, do you think that one, Plankton is making money off this chum or two, he's missing out on a very important marketing venture where like this prison needs chum and he's not supplying it? I, I hope I, I think that he is missing out. I think that if he found that market, then he'd be set. He wouldn't have to worry about Mr. Krabs success. He'd be probably more successful than Mr. Krabs just because that's just how this sad prison complex society works right yeah maybe that's what they put in the chili too <laughs> mrs puff was some chum <laughs> puff mama puff mama I, i'm glad that you brought up like the guatano bay situation because i guess it didn't click in my head until you said that because i had written down like this whole prison on an island i was like oh this is like azkaban because i'm stupid with the whole like harry potter thing but like or alcatraz or alcatraz or i'm like it happens a lot and i guess that's like a thing. I wonder, like, how often were prisons just built on islands? Like, there has to be a lot of prison islands out there, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. The only one I really know is Alcatraz, and then Guantanamo is just like, like, uh, just a massive war crime situation yeah. there. But it, it makes sense, I guess, right? Like, you can't really escape an island. At least Alcatraz was easier. It's closer to San Francisco. Yeah. But like, if you're in the island in the middle of like an ocean, you can't really do much with it. Yeah. Um, that or you get eaten by sharks or something. Um, I'm glad you also mentioned that they ate the chum because I really like how lumpy they made Patrick when he came out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I I like like when they draw weird shapes like that usually. Um, and I also one gag that I really liked was the pillow gag where they he like grabs the pillow <laughs> and then he turns it and it kind of foreshadows like the the, the ending end. sort yeah. of. Um, but it was it was nice. I like little small silly things like that it's very it reminds me of like old school cartoons yeah right yeah to have something Some like slapstick like that yeah. yeah so as you brought up the end we might as well talk about it yeah but this whole like musical number that they put on and everything where they like built this ship and everything i thought it was kind of as someone who's like did theater it is kind of impressive that they were able to throw this together in like probably what half a day if that yeah, yeah. and he like it was a good solid. It was so good that the prisoners were on it, saw it built. I'm assuming rehearsed that number and then thought it was a real boat. Yeah. 
that, that, that they said yeah, we appreciate your stagecraft which is like a good little pun there because it's like an actual boat i was like that's yeah. pretty pretty well done there another well done thing that i like was kind of bringing back the fact that uh patrick can play the electronic drums yeah uh, and all the other like 80ness of like all the musical instruments like the synth and then like uh, I have the captions on usually, so it says wild guitar solo. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. that was wild. It was, uh, it was very talented. It's like getting all that. And again, it's parts of Patrick. Sometimes he's, he surprises me in a very pleasant way. I, I, I love it. Yeah, instead of like a. He's an awful friend way. being whole <laughs> situation. Yeah. He has gotten better friendship wise. I know we brought it back like way early on that he was like a horrible friend, but yeah. he's actually so much better. I Feel like we haven't talked about that whatever season whatever season that was that he just went off the end it was maybe it's just a bad he had a bad day or a bad season for himself yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the writers had a bad uh they were still trying to flesh him out yeah so what small lessons did you get so the very top of the episode when you see all the little boys like lined up on the dock and everything but then you see it's all spongebob stuff my specifically uh, lesson for that was like don't overpack and that yeah, pack light is, Pack light, yeah. That that lesson is hard. That's a hard lesson to learn because, like, unless you travel a lot, you don't really know how much to pack and stuff like that. So, I it's it took me a while because I did I do I did have to end up traveling a lot for work before COVID and everything else. So, but I learned like, all right, instead of packing like a whole suitcase, I can pack everything in a small little duffel bag, and I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. And you know, I don't need twenty thousand pairs of underwear <laughs> i can just pack enough and have like one extra and just do laundry like a normal person or you just take them you turn them inside out and then you turn them inside out again or just free ball it again yeah free ball that's the that's the way to go now right yeah <laughs> but the other one i got was like uh it's good to make sure everyone's having fun in a situation you know if you're at a party and you know someone's having fun find ways to include them and that's something spongebob brought up when he's like sitting there in prison and everyone's like i miss my mom or it's this sucks or whatever he's just like you know no one's having fun as much fun as us we should figure out a way to include them and i think that's a always a good way to like keep out and make sure everyone that you have at a party or that you're doing something with are enjoying themselves i also could put the same thing it's really good to make others feel included i also put that everyone has their unique pet peeves yeah um obviously spongebob and patrick can withstand so much uh, but everyone else is like macaroni art. They, it was pure torture for them, yeah. <laughs> which I kind of excited for macaroni art. Right? I haven't done macaroni art in God knows how long. Maybe I need to go buy a box of pasta, some Elmer's glue, and uh, start painting it up, make some macaroni art. Yeah, do some midnight macaroni art. Time for the bubble break. Bubble break. All right. Uh, so for this week's bubble break, I wanted to take inspiration from Act One, and I wanted to ask you, Josh, yeah. if you were going to design a camp for children, uh -huh. what would you do? Ooh, what would what would the activities be? Where would it be located? Uh, Josh's place has got to expand, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. I kind of like the idea if I had enough funding and stuff. That the kids, and maybe it's because I just watched our friend Dan playing Roller Coaster Tycoon like right before this. <laughs> but I like the idea; it's like a roller coaster camp where they like they have the ability to like build their own like because I see it all over the internet right now. Mm -hmm. Like now, people are able to like build their own backyard roller coasters. So it'd be cool if the kids like had a rundown. I was like, "This is how coasters work. Here's the supplies. You're gonna build your own roller coaster kind of situation, and or have like your own like theme park stuff." 
Because I think that'd be like a really cool way to like exercise the kids' brains and like break it out, right? Like instead of just like you had the same playground equipment, maybe you can go home and build your own kind of stuff right that. So elaborate on that. Is yeah. it are they building full size roller not, coasters? Not full size. Not, yeah, not full size roller coasters. But like you have you you've seen the like there's TikToks and videos. Yeah, like of, what little wooden coasters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that people like throw in their backyard and stuff like that. And maybe it's like the camps on a like a, a side of a mountain where there's hills and stuff, so it's much easier to like build ramps and stuff like that. But like st- I think that would be pretty cool. Like that sounds so dangerous. Nah, that's why you have you have okay. You could say that about literally any camp, regular summer camp, kids drowning, all that other shit, like that. <laughs> You're asking children to build what it takes engineers years and years to develop. Yeah, uh, and then you just it's, it's like a. Have you seen that movie with Johnny Knoxville, like Action Park or whatever? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. There's gonna <laughs> be like a bunch of like loose nails and just like tetanus listen (laughs) i think it'd be a learning experience for the kids so like what's the lesson plan like uh, but like how so you have like like, actual engineers you have actual engineers no it's like if it's gonna be like a summer camp right you got like a month or two Mm -hmm. so you get like actual engineers and people come in they like explain the logistics of like all right this is how much like you can't put too much weight on this part right yeah but let Bring it down to kids' terms, because I'm thinking like middle schoolers. I'm not thinking like elementary school, like age kids, right? Yeah. So something they would understand, and then they could build like a small, like ramp kind of situation, right? So nice. I mean, nice. And then like the oh, Boy Scouts, I... the Boy Scouts force boy Boy Scouts to build like go karts, right, or whatever they're called. And oh yeah. There's yeah, no supervision with those, so you just like throw them off a hill. <laughs> the the box cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxcar racer, shout yeah, out, shout out. <laughs> uh, Signed out for that. Uh, I feel so was released in two thousand and two. I looked that up the other day, and it made me cry a little bit. That that is so old now. But <laughs> we're all we old, are. Josh. Here we we're are. dying. We're dying. Uh, the universe is expanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're getting sucked into a giant black hole. It's all Love good. It. It's, it's it's fine. But, <laughs> but yeah. I, I do like the idea of that camp, and then at the very end of that camp, like all the parents come. Yeah, like to ride the roller coaster their kids built. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be roller coasters. You could build like bumper cars or maybe like a a crappy little Ferris. All right, not Ferris wheel. Like uh, what's it called? Uh, Merry go around stuff like that. Just like build a park kind of situation. You know. Nice. Yeah. What about what about you? I don't know. I'm like all over the place with ideas. Like when you were talking about, I was when I was talking about how dangerous your camp was. I'd be like, how fun would it be to have like a Fight Club camp? <laughs> they're like a bunch of kids like that's basically football like boxing camp so i was like that's been done before but i want to like take yours and do like a vr camp Ooh. But like but like matrix style where you create whole realities to keep people like uh in like sleep hibernation you know what i'm Whoa, saying i like that i want something so extreme obviously the technology is not there for it yet but like in the future like kind of like a west world situation but yeah. all virtual so it's safe so like the kids are designing this weird hellscape for uh someone to that's try what's out. E- that's even more interesting though, is like it's a kid design. So what f-ing crazy f- would like a a ten year old come up with that you live in that like hellscape? Oh yeah, and, and unlike <laughs> so, the Matrix, it's not like if you die in there, you die in like the real world. You just do like it's just like you wake up. Right? Yeah. I think there's a Twilight Zone episode from the Twilight Zone movie where a kid actually has this ability to put people within like the universe that he creates and whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's an older like throwback to that, but that kind of reminds me of that. But that that's that was scary. He literally killed like his adoptive sister with a cartoon. Spoilers, so. Josh. Yeah, from this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry if you haven't seen this uh, movie of for 20, 30 plus years. I, I apologize. <laughs> that scene scarred me as a kid. Back to the save a squirrel. So. Uh, Sandy's packing up, ready to go to a, basically a survival camp, training camp for herself that she kind of set up and SpongeBob and Patrick want to get included. So they sneak in on, on, along with her and end up falling onto the back of her, uh, boatmobile Jeep, which is actually a really cool thing. I actually like that boatmobile Jeep a lot. Jeep a lot. Um, and they're kind of stuck in the wilderness, kind of fend for themselves. So they get, they end up uh, taking camp in a cave and meet this old man who basically pits them against each other trying to convince them that, you know, it's either eat and be eaten. So it's just basically SpongeBob and Patrick for 20 or 15 minutes trying to eat each other. And it turns out it was Sandy all along and that's, they get their survival medal, but they're still hungry. So they got to eat someone. Poor Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of this episode reminded me of for a while, you and Fatima were on a um, naked and afraid <laughs> kick. So yeah. my question for you is what would you bring to a, survival uh camp like this so i guess like you i know you have like a whole list so if you a wanted to limited yeah limited tools i think the the main three that you should have is a fire starter of some kind a pot to boil water and um a big knife like machete or something mm-hmm. those three are like the most common on naked and afraid everything else you don't really need maybe you need if you want to like navigate and stuff i guess a compass but like if you have just, I think the fire starter is still the the most important one. Yeah. Um. Second most is the knife. I'm always between fire starter and knife. Uh, b- but like you said, I have a list and it's very st- straightforward. But I think, uh, if you want to win naked and afraid, first you got to find a place for adequate shelter. The second thing you have to do is make that fire. So many people spend so much time making the shelter or anything. Now you tough it out the first night and you just have straight fire to keep you safe from everybody else. And keep you warm and then the, uh if you have time after making the fire you start building the shelter yeah and then from there it's easy sailing because it's just the same thing that every naked and afraid person's stuck with and it's trying to get food and that's just dependent on where you're at so many people they pick the wrong spot for shelter first off they're they're like this is far enough oh it's close too close to water so they get mosquito bites too far from water so they don't have anything to drink it's just a whole nonsense. <laughs> but like I said, I could talk about it for, for hours and hours. So I would probably at least at minimum bring a fire starter. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And I think it's like I've watched a couple episodes and stuff like that. I think I got through a couple seasons. Um, and I think that's definitely number one, especially for water. Like that's the biggest thing that I know is like people have to go home mostly because they're like when they drink stupid. Bad, well, they, they drink stupid like crap water. And they're like, oh, it's fine. You know, animals might have pissed in it, but I'm fine. And they get like stomach worms and they like literally can't move for like days and just like, well, maybe you should have boiled the fucking water or something like that. Right. Yeah. So I think like having the fire filter start, it or something. Yeah. Find something. I don't know. And they're like, oh, no, this is going to be good enough. It's always the cocky people, too, who are just like, nah, you know, this is being filtered off this rock. It's going to be fine. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so very, very rare. I've seen a negative afraid episode where they drink the water and they're completely fine. Yeah. They always like it's always one person. It's like I'm just gonna drink it, and the other person is like, "Don't do it." And then the first person gets the yeah, and either takes them out of the game really early, or they're just uh, useless. They just sit there the entire time, smelling like 
like literally I smell like they got poo poo butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Sandy only brings her bare hands, her quick wits, a harpoon, and sixty five pounds of dynamite. <laughs> what do you think she used that dynamite for? She made that cave. That's what it was for, right? She had to blow up that cave and set this whole situation. Yeah. And then what's so messed up is Patrick and SpongeBob have been lost before. They've used the magic pecan. Yeah. Another time where this season just totally throws out all the past continuity and not even like in a fun way, but it's like, bring back the magic conch. You could have been like, oh, we forgot to leave. Like even a throwaway joke. Like I would have taken like, oh, we forgot to bring the magic conch and we would have been fine. But I don't know. Out of both of them being lost episodes like this and the magic conch, like the magic conch was just so much better. I feel like so much of this episode is just wasted on like useless shenanigans of like we watched Patrick trying to formulate a thought for like literally two minutes and then we watched yeah, them like try filler. to yeah and then they try to eat each other and then there's a whole thing where they're in the back of the car for like a whole minute it's just like so much of it I'm just like this could have literally been like we have so many three-parters this this season this could have been like a two-minute three-parter and have gotten mm-hmm. the same exact story across because even like the big twist in the end of it being Sandy I'm just like but this doesn't make sense. Like how is survival eating someone else? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how this is like, this is the survival guide. Like this is the worst advice I can possibly, you possibly give someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't do any. And they spent, like you said, they spent that whole time just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Which was one of my small lessons was make your decisions quickly and efficiently. Nice. <laughs> like I said, naked and afraid. Gotta find that shelter. Yeah. Immediately. Good decisions, not not lazy ones. Uh, a couple other little small lessons I got, because again, not a lot with this one. I mean, there's a couple, but then they're all like really like obvious ones, like proper pack appropriately and blah blah blah. But like, don't waste your supplies. Um, and this is something that like I think COVID makes people really good of, other than stockpiling stuff. It's just like making sure you're more weary about how much soap you're using. So you have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. And like, I guess I know it's done it for me. Like I am a lot more weary about like how much I'm using of stuff. So that way I don't have to be constantly going back and forth to the store. Um, and I think that's a, even though this lesson was kind of loose with that, I think that make it sense. And then like know your role on a team, um, especially in survival situations like this. Uh, <laughs> not that you'll ever find yourself, like, but I mean, in like a team when it work and stuff like that, like, Having Patrick be the one to come with an idea was, I think, an awful, awful way to go for SpongeBob. He should just been like, "No, Patrick, I'm going to come up with the idea. You're just going to have to follow along, and we'll figure it out." And I feel like that's something. Like, I'm glad you bring that up because I was literally kind of like thinking about it the other day. Where there's so many times where we kind of communicate and do things that way for someone else's feelings. Like, yeah. Yes, that is a good thing to do. It shows empathy. But it's also not really the best thing to do in a survival situation. It's not, it's not efficient. I mean, not even survival too. Like in any kind of like, I mean, school projects. You like you have a team leader maybe, and you pick the wrong person. That that project's destined to fail. Like you got to have some sort of awareness in a group to be like, no, I'm picking this person. They're the one in charge, and they're the one making decisions because they're one's gonna be fine, right? And, and then we, also recognizing the the weak link, in yeah, and the, the team being like, you're gonna get this when. When I decided to do Thanksgiving, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give really hardcore dishes to the person who has the least amount of skill in the kitchen. Cooking skills, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, unfortunately, I learned it the most at school because our theater program was very much based on 
skill and less about let's teach kids how to do stuff right yeah and so like you end up seeing that like a lot of people have to kind of just take the take the owl and be like well i guess i'll never be able to design because that's just the position i put in it it's really for a school but i i understand when they're that's how they're making money i suppose so yeah so i hated how spongebob was drawn in oh, this episode I, from the so moment much. they get <laughs> he gets like starved or whatever yeah on i hate it i'm like he looks like it looked like a weird parody video it looked like one like, of those like under like the dark side of youtube kind of stuff where you get yeah, those crazy exactly. scary animations and stuff and same thing with the guy like we get it we get another gross close-up and his, i think his was one of the grossest i've seen in a long yeah. time <laughs> Long and that time. like gross, like that's different. It's there's a diff- there's a very fine line, a very fine line between gross and funny, yeah, and gross and scary, yeah. And I saw that, and I'm like, there was like twitching and everything. I'm like this is not gross and funny. This is gross and scary. And I am gonna live with that face for the rest of my life. I feel like this whole episode was kind of scary. On top, like SpongeBob in general, like when he gets inside the his mud hut of the uh crusty crab he was like he had a whole like psychotic break and it was like losing i was like this is terrifying if i watched this in a horror movie i would be scared i'm literally terrified right now there was so much like more of this most of this episode i was like this doesn't feel like a spongebob episode it feels like 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 you said dark side of youtube yeah pasta nonsense and I hated it. Even I even the really dislike the small Squidward bit that we get felt like a dark side of where he's like sitting there stabbing voodoo. I I laughed the hardest. I've laughed <laughs> at the SpongeBob episode for a while at that part, but I was still yeah. like, this is kind of weird that we're just showing just like him stabbing the hell out of these like voodoo dolls. I'm like, this is a very strange like vibe to this episode. Yeah, and I saw the rating for this episode on my TV, and it said. Uh, y seven for violence. And I <laughs> literally I chuckled to myself, and I thought it was really funny. Later on, now that I'm thinking back on it, that I was like, violence? What violence? Like, and it doesn't even say cartoon violence. It said violence. And now I know. It's because they try to eat each other. Yeah. And in the scary way, not like in a, oh, you're turned into a giant drumstick, you know, like very yeah. like ca- cartoon. Like, I'm hey, why starving. are you looking I'm at me that way? That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the very classic, why are you looking at me that way? And then they look like a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> no. Like, they just looked at each other and they're like, human flesh. Ugh. I'm going to eat you and like be weird. But I'm glad you also brought up the voodoo doll thing because I laughed so hard. Yeah. He's like, why aren't these things working? Yeah. It was like, again, like the, most, the hardest I've laughed at a SpongeBob episode in a while. And it was like a two, like less than a second of that frame of him just like stabbing it. I was like, this is great. Watch. Now that we talked about it, it's going to be a meme somewhere. It's going to come up on TikTok or whatever. Whoever is going on our podcast, listening to it, and then making the memes. You just need to let us know. I want to know who you are so that way we can have you on the podcast. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I think we mentioned, I think a long time ago, I made a meme of, like, Spongebob looking out the window, and I saw, like, an almost identical version, but I knew it wasn't mine because I, I have my ways of knowing. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't my meme, and I was like, what? So if I can see, like, someone being like, why aren't these working and just put put that there yeah there. i can i definitely see that hear that as a uh tiktok sound that people do all the time so yeah i like i said i had a really i it's not even a love hate with this one i just really disliked act two because yeah. of how scary and not fun it was like 
even the parts where they like pretend to eat each other with like the sandwiches or it the, just the wasn't stew. It wasn't funny. It was scary. Yeah, it's scary. It wasn't funny. It wasn't like the same slapstick kind of funny that we got in the first part of this episode. It was like this whole act was just kind of strange. And like even the soup was like Bugs Bunny pulled this off better when he like made this soup and some I know there's a Bugs Bunny episode when he did this, but it's one of those things that there there's no shame in going back and stealing uh quote unquote from like the masters like Looney Tunes classics yeah and do like gags like that i don't think like one you're going to get sued and two these a lot of these kids i think by the time this season came out have not seen those cartoons absolutely right? not yeah so you're kind of like bringing traditions from the old classics and putting them in the new one, but you made it like scary. I yeah, didn't really not like, in a successful way. This is probably like my bottom list of SpongeBob episodes. If um, I, could, I just need that spot, that that's a good word moment, and that would yeah. be fine. <laughs> I could just deal with that. Yeah, if you had taken that part and put it in a different uh, uh, SpongeBob episode, I guarantee you it would have been good. But saying all that, I think the main point of this act, and I wanted to ask you, or we can close out this if you had to eat me, would you do it? That's why I, I also was thinking that <laughs> I was like, I need to ask Josh if we if we were stuck alone, if I had to eat the other person. Here's the thing. This is what I think I would do. I don't think I would kill you and eat you. Yeah. But I think if you died, I would. eat. Yeah. Because waste not whatnot. Right. That's the that's a saying. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's how I felt about it. Because I was also being like, OK, uh, if survival means you have to be able to eat your best friend. I'd be like, I don't know if I could kill josh to eat him no like I again i don't know what island madness i would have by that time so yeah. i feel like you kind of get like an excuse like when you're when stuck, you've lost your like, mind yeah. yeah when you've gone fucking crazy and you don't have um, a, a volleyball to talk to yeah but <laughs> i also feel like you're with someone else you can problem it's, it's, solve exactly the issue. And isn't it like always, that's what it was like. It's always better. I know it's like when going back to negative afraid, the people who lose their partner early on often lose too, because it's mainly just the mental thing being alone out in the middle of nowhere. Like it's hard, it's hard to do. Right. So yeah. I feel like to make the choice to be like, I'm going to eat my friend. Like I'm going to do that. Right. Like, yeah, I guess it temporarily sells a problem that you're going to like not be hungry for a bit, but like you're going to go fucking crazy. Like you're gonna lose your mind because of it. So Yeah, like I honestly think that one of you will die or both of you will die at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many in a wilderness situation, I feel like you have so many more options. But like if you're like stuck in an avalanche or in a cave <laughs> or something, like stuck somewhere where you can't like, escape. Yeah. Escape. Then maybe I'm like, okay, like I could see like why people would go a little bit nuts and try to eat each other. But like if you're out there and there's resources to be had, maybe you at least risk it for some like weird berries you find on the ground or like try to kill a bear with your bare hands or some shit. Yeah. Like do something if you're, it's just you, you know? Right. It's either, it's either that or, or you die, which again, I'm, I, I would prefer I just wait. <laughs> wait it out so see who's till, gonna die first and see who's gonna yeah. get a deal i like that well that's, that's good to know that's heartwarming to know that you uh are gonna try to kill me anytime soon and eat me or at least not that way wumpo lesson Woo!
Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to come up with like a, a good, like an actual soundbite for all of these instead of us just like making random noises every time? I thought about it, but the random noises are kind of fun for I me. I kind of like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who went first last week, but I, I'm willing to go first. I'll go first if you want me to. That sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> so my Wumble lesson um, is just be aware that everyone handles different environments differently from each other. So you can't expect like to go into something and everyone like act the same. And you kind of see that with the first part, like SpongeBob and Patrick in prison, they were thriving. They were thriving in that prison <laughs> setting where everyone else was just like, this sucks. I want my mom or like, I can't sleep and stuff like that. Right. But then they get jumped, they've thrown into the, the, the sun fun camp and they hate it. So it's like, again, not everyone works the same in those environments. And then in the second part, too, like Sandy was very much going to be able to handle herself in these environments. And I, I'm sure that SpongeBob actually would have been fine by himself. I think I have a feeling if he would have taken the lead or it was by himself, he'd been fine. But like having someone like Patrick, who is kind of like weak link, it does bring it down. And you have to be aware that they're going to act differently in these environments. So and I think just in general, I think the bigger lesson for this is uh, kind of like our environments right now, like a lot of people are kind of struggling with what their environments are right now you know you it might be easier mm -hmm. for some people to be dealing with all the nonsense that's happening with 2020 and unfortunately 2021 isn't much better but like it's all like you got to be aware that everyone kind of handles things differently so you got to be a little bit more understanding when they when certain like things come up or whatever like that so nice yeah you yeah I, th I think that really applies uh to, to everything to now yeah because yeah. i i feel like i thrive under covid because i like being at home and staying at home yeah um but i also have you know luxuries like my girlfriend hanging out with me and now a, a puppy to take care <laughs> of kind of like yeah distracts me from everything else but i do think that um just some people like they get stir crazy like yeah. i know i know my mom's that way she like is a lot more social than i am so she loves talking to people on the phone and like meeting people up and especially since she's close to like family it's like harder to not want to go visit and do stuff like that um yeah, yeah. so for mine mine like kind of goes hand in hand with yours it's the instead of the environment i think it's also the the person mm. i put uh attitude determines your survival oh okay that's because, i like that's really different than anything we've gotten before i like that yeah yeah so I really do think that because SpongeBob and Patrick are so oblivious, they um, they always do well mm -hmm. in situations where things are are. I feel like you kind of get psyched out, right? Yeah. So like it's like you said in the beginning, like that prison didn't seem that bad. It seemed like pretty fine, and like honestly, that's not how a real prison probably is. But what I'm saying is, this cartoon prison was just like it seemed pretty neutral. Just don't talk, don't talk back, and you're you're good. Yeah. Right. Um, and SpongeBob and Patrick, even though they were breaking all the rules, they didn't know there were rules that needed to be, that were, were broken. being broken. Yeah. So they're just having a good uh, time. Yeah. They were just having fun. And that's the thing is they were having fun at the warden's expense. And the warden is the one that was really being tortured Yeah, because he's the only one that was like, I, how do I enforce this? Right. And honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud, this is exactly how it feels to train my dog <laughs> because like. I'm having fun most of the time, but like literally before recording the podcast, the very end of the night when puppies get sleepy, they get a little bit moody, right? And usually at the very end of the night, I'll let the dog cuddle on my lap and we just kind of like snuggle on everything. But this time we didn't do that. So I was in the middle of playing a video game 
And I was like, okay, we'll bring her in for the walk. We'll put her down. And she'll just chill, like, on her bed. She was chilling on her bed. And I was like, wow, she's doing amazing. She looked right at me and barked at me. Whoa. She barked at She, like, a demanding bark. Like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> Pay attention to me. And I was like, you need to be learning the art of doing nothing right yeah. now. But you're barking at me. And that one bark made me so grumpy for, like, <laughs> at least 30 minutes. She called you I, out. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. But like like I said, it's really my attitude about it. Like yeah. she was just like, hey. And then I just put her in the crate and she was like, I'm going to bed. I'm fine now. But she just went on with her life. Right. <laughs> um, but kind of the same thing in act two. Like obviously it was uh the mentality of SpongeBob that kind of broke down there because he was so easily like convinced. Yeah. By someone else, but it, if he had just had the same attitude that he did in prison, he probably would have been fine. Yeah, I, I guess when you say it like that, it's so weird that they put these episodes back to back, where his like mental fortitude in prison is so much different than it was yeah. out in the wilderness, and arguably it probably was. It had been worse in prison. I can't imagine that he was having that much, or how he was having that much fun. Well, he probably could have done the same thing out in the wilderness, but yeah. And then like I think the only thing that links them together. Uh, besides our wonderful big lessons, are is the fact that they mention camp. Yeah, everything else seems like they could have gone anywhere, and uh, maybe they're just like I don't know where the can put these episodes put together because they both together. mentioned yeah. camp. <laughs> but yeah, it was a a bittersweet episode. I really hated the second half, yeah. except for that one uh, Squidward line, and then the first half was it was all right. Yeah, it was, it was kind of well chaotic but the, the songs were very memorable but it was it was it was a fun it was a fun watch yeah so if you had fun watching and listening with us thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with us and if you want to send us anything some comments suggestions derogatory remarks please reach out to us on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram or twitter make sure you do it on instagram that's the best one and then be sure to share with your friends and enemies. All right, Omar. Well, it's kind of getting late, but I am a I am a little hungry. And you know what they say, eat or be eaten. Why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>